Welcome back to another episode of From Dusk Till Dog. I'm your host, Erica Gonzalez, and today's episode, folks, get excited because I am going to go over with you how to train your dog on one of my all-time favorite dog skills and one that I personally utilize the most in our home with our dogs, and that is go to place. We're going to go over the why, what you'll need, and how to do it step by step so that you can get your dog to go to their place. And on top of that, I do want to say that this is probably one of the most versatile cues that we can teach our dogs because you can, once you teach it to them, can have it expand into other areas of life and make you and your dog's life so much easier. So this was voted upon by our Patreon community. Thank you so much to everybody who voted for this. It's one of my favorite skills. So I'm very excited to talk through with you today on how to do this. And if you already feel like your dog knows how to do this, we're going to cover how to make it more advanced, how to add a ton of distractions and so forth. So you're going to get a good sense of how to do it if you're completely new to this cue or how to advance it if you've already gotten started on it. So without further ado, let's get in to today's Go to Place episode. Before we get into the how, I want to cover the why. Why should we teach this? Why the hell is this important? And what are the applications in which we can use this behavior? So here are a couple, I mean, we could go over endless amounts of ways to utilize this really, but here are the main ways that I would recommend thinking about using this and where it can benefit you, your dog, your family, your lifestyle, and your day-to-day. So teaching a dog to go basically lie down and settle somewhere specific or you can use in general but the way I'm going to teach it is they're basically targeting a area that could be a bed a mat whatever we'll get into that in a moment but the why so this cue is going to help teach your dog how to relax so if you have a dog that is constantly up your ass which guilty um but if you have dogs that have a essentially if you have a dog that has a hard time settling down and doesn't really know the skill of relaxation. Luckily, my dogs do, although they are up my ass. But if you have that type of dog where you're like, he just never actually settles unless it's like midnight and he finally is like conking out for the night and he's dead asleep. I've met a lot of clients' dogs that are like this and teaching them the beginnings of how to go settle is a great way to start strengthening that muscle in the brain on how to relax. So important. Something I'm still learning how to do myself, so no judgment. So yeah, this is going to help teach your dog to relax. Another thing is it gives them a place to default to in the future. So for instance, right now I'm recording this podcast in my office and all three of my dogs are on different like beds or areas that they like to settle and they are just sleeping, relaxing, resting, not moving around. This helps me get this done and get my work done. So they, I didn't have to ask them to go over there. They just now kind of will default on their own voluntarily. How wonderful is that? So if you reinforce this enough, what gets reinforced gets repeated. What gets rewarded gets repeated. So just keep that in mind when you're training this. Another thing it helps do is it helps 
give your dog a way to settle down or at least get a concept of settling down when they're uber excited. So if you if you have a dog that jumps on your guests a lot, this could ultimately be a behavior we have them do instead or if you need to interrupt them they're doing something you don't they're trying to jump up on the counters to sniff what you're cooking in the kitchen stuff like that instead of just saying get the hell off the counter as we all internally feel like doing um, you can interrupt them politely and say hey why don't we go over here instead so go to place is also really great for it's one of my favorite replacement behaviors so hey don't do this do this instead. Next, let's talk about what you're going to need to teach this behavior. I recommend having a bed, a mat, or some type of location that your dogs can visually see and is somewhat, I mean, it doesn't have to be super comfortable, but you know, maybe like this could be a kitchen mat, a a welcome mat somewhere in your house. It could be one of your dog's beds, a crate pad, It could also be a raised bed that you have for them or even their crate. But I would recommend this being kind of like an open spot. So like a bed, a mat, someplace specific on the couch that you put a blanket down that they like to go to, have that be the spot. But just pick a visual spot that your dog would likely be okay lying down on. The other thing you're going to need are small training treats or some type of small food reinforcement that your dog really likes. I also recommend having treat stations in the areas, the common areas of your home, the areas that you might be training, areas where unwanted behaviors may arise that you need to jump into training mode. I have small little airtight containers that I fill with really small training treats that my dogs absolutely love. And I place them in different areas of the house so that way I'm not rushing to go get my treat pouch or going, where's the one bag of treats in the cupboard above the refrigerator? You know, make it easy for yourself to have this go as easy and as smooth as possible. A little side note about this, you can eventually have more than one quote unquote place or spot for your dog to go to. Let's say you have a bed in your living room and then you also have a bed upstairs in your bedroom and you want go to place to mean go to either of those spots. It is very easy to generalize this behavior once you got it down, but I would recommend just to keep it easier for you and your dog Start practicing with one place first, and then as you feel like your dog is picking up on it, you can expand to multiple places. So now let's talk about how to teach this behavior. We're going to go step by step. I'm going to break it down for you. Don't worry. And I do plan on having a link in the show notes to a video I made a while back on these steps and how how to teach it. And I'm showing you with my first dog, Jade. So I will leave that in the show notes so you can visually see it after you've heard it on the podcast. And hopefully that'll help you a little bit extra when you're practicing at home. Step number one is to use a luring technique to help teach your dog a positive association with going to the spot. So for these steps, I'm going to just keep it simple and use luring them onto a bed as the main example. But again, you can use other areas or other things as you deem appropriate. But take a little piece of food that your dog's really interested in and likes, hide it in your hand a little bit. You can let them sniff it and then go ahead and kind of with the food in your hand, kind of lure them over. So let them follow your hand with the food in it, walk them over to the spot 
And as soon as they step onto the spot, reward them. Give them the food, gentle praise, and then you can let them do whatever. Rinse and repeat. The first step, if you're a beginner at this, is literally just to help your dog follow you, like follow your hand with the luring and create a positive association with stepping onto this area. Depending on how new your dog is to this, you may just want to start reinforcing and rewarding when they put a paw onto the onto the bed or two paws, three paws, four paws. If your dog's a little bit further along, they might just automatically sit there. So you can allow them to do that before rewarding them, but don't expect it right away. This brings me to step number two, which is you're going to use that food lure and then get them onto the spot and then get a behavior. Preferably, you want a down. That's the end goal. But I'll take a sit. We'll take a sit. That's fine as well. And this is the key here with how I teach it. Again, there's not, this is not that it's wrong, but I promise you, if we can organically get your dog to offer a sit or a down, that is the end goal because I don't want go to place to be you having to say, go to place, sit, lie down, stay, 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 because that's a lot of work and a lot of training interaction and communication needed for your dog to actually lie down and stay there rather than kind of capturing them offering these behaviors. Capturing behaviors is super powerful and if your dog needs a little assistance in the beginning and guidance from you, that's totally fine. But full disclosure, just keep in the back of your mind that the end goal is that when you say go to place, your dog walks over or runs in excitement, who knows, but walks over to the bed, offers a down, and knows to kind of settle in there on that spot. So for example, use the food lure, kind of point to the bed, dog walks on the bed, and then just stand up with your food lure, bring your food lure in, and your dog might look up at you and offer a sit, because most dogs will do that if you've given them treats for these types of things before. So when they, when they sit voluntarily without you verbally needing to say sit, you can go ahead and reinforce that and then move on and do another trial of it. Once your dog is being lured onto the bed and will offer a sit, if you're having trouble with them just lying down on their own accord, then I would recommend further luring again. So use that piece of food, lure them onto the bed. They're standing or sitting on it. Then you're going to bring the food to their nose and slowly lower it down like you would teaching a down. Maybe your dog already knows this, but just try to avoid verbally saying down just kind of help them with the lure. And when they lie down, then you can mark with a yes or praise and then reward them. But again, the biggest part of this is hopefully to have your dog learn, I go onto this bed and I lie down. Now it's time to add a release word. So once you're getting a behavior on the bed, your dog is sitting, preferably they're lying down, you're luring them down if you have to, and eventually they're just kind of getting the fact that, okay, when I go on and lie down, I get food, I get rewarded. We're going to now include a release word. So once they go on and lie down, you praise and reward. You're then going to say the word. This could be free, break. I use the word, okay. This is a general thing for my dogs that basically means as you were or do whatever you want or you're free to go. So you're going to lure them on. 
have them lie down or wait for them to lie down and offer it preferably. And then you're going to say the word, okay, or whatever word you'd prefer and kind of wave them or encourage them to get off the spot. This is letting them know that they go on, they get rewarded. And then there's another reward in a sense of freedom again, if you will, not that we're putting them in prison, but it's kind of saying, hey, now you can like go do whatever again. And this is a great way to long-term have your dog wait on that spot, waiting for you to say the release word. This is a great way to communicate, hey, I'd like you to go on and let's stay on there until the second part of this, which is our release cue. So your dog has an expectation of what's coming next. It's going to make it a lot easier to get that hold, that settle, that stay on that place. Next step is to remove the food out of your hand but you're still going to use your hand in the same way you were as if there was food in it and you're going to gesture them to the spot. This is where I start to almost pretend I'm holding the food with most of my fingers, but then I take out my pointer finger and start incorporating a visual gesture, a hand gesture for your dog to understand, hey, when I point over here, we're going to go on and do the same routine. So you're going to remove the food, still utilize your hand gesture, Wait for same thing, wait for your dog to go on and hopefully offer a down or a sit on their own since you've done it enough times, your dog should be getting it by now. And then if they again, if they offer at this point and they do it, you can even jackpot them a little bit, which is you're gonna give them one, two, three treats. One, like three back to back. So one at a time, but back to back. This is almost like a casino when you win big and all the all the coins come out or the tokens come out. They're like, whoa, I got extra payment for following the hand and doing the thing. Amazing. So removing the food, still using that hand gesture. I love a good pointing to that area that helps your dog visually understand what you're doing. And this helps you long-term not need to walk all the way over to the bed every single time. That's later, don't worry. But again, you can start incorporating hand gesture. And now we're going to add the name. If you notice, I have not put a word to this cue. This is so important for really a vast majority of most behaviors that you're going to use with your dog or train your dog on, your dog has no idea what the fuck we're talking about at the first step of this, especially if you've never worked on this before. We can't just start being like, go to bed, go to bed, go to place, go to place. It's just, you sound like Charlie Brown's teacher. It just sounds like wah, 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 wah. It's just more just verbal nonsense in the dog's mind, unfortunately. So I highly recommend if you really want your dog to care about the word place or settle or spot or whatever you want to call it, do not label this behavior until your dog understands the behavior. So we need your dog to kind of understand the game before we label the game. Because now at this step, you know your dog's capable of following your hand gesture over to the spot and offering the down. You know they're going to do it. The probability is very high, you know, 90% or higher, hopefully. I'll even take 80% or higher because, you know, B students are great. So if your dog's reliably doing it, you know that when when place comes out of your mouth, 
you have an 80% or higher chance that your dog is going to actually go do that behavior. If you start saying it at the very beginning of this, what's going to happen is your dog's not going to be able to do it. And now we're just teaching them that place is something we just say, and they're not doing that thing. (laughs) So we make it kind of unimportant, unfortunately. It's important when you start labeling to try to avoid the pitfall of repeating the cue too many times. So you don't want to be like, all right, Jade, place, 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 go to place. Because again, Charlie Brown's teacher. So try to get your dog's attention. Try to say it when you know it's going to happen. Say it once. Give your dog a good three seconds with Mississippis in between to figure it out. If they don't, maybe take a step back in the process, go back to the previous step or try again, but we don't want to keep overusing the cue and having your dog learn to ignore it. That's important here. So try to say it once, give them a good three seconds to think about it and try to execute, rinse and repeat. Once you're at this stage and you're able to label the cue and your dog reliably does the cue, it's time for the next phase, which is what I call the three Ds. This means we're going to start with adding duration on the place, then distance, then distractions. I recommend doing it in that order, but you can go a little bit out of order depending on your dog. But that's usually the easiest, especially, again, if you're a beginner at this or if your dog has a really hard time holding still, then you do want to start with duration. So again, three Ds, duration first, distance next, and finally, all those distractions. To keep things simple, how I would start doing duration is having your dog go to place, lie down, and then instead of giving them the reward right away now, you're going to wait a couple seconds before you deliver the reinforcement. And a couple seconds turns into several seconds, turns into a minute. Once you get to a minute or two, you're pretty golden, generally speaking. This isn't for every dog, but Once you hit that minute mark where your dog has no issues with that, it's the first minute's the hardest to teach usually. So start with a couple seconds, then several seconds, then several more, and then lead up to a minute. You can even set a little timer on your phone to make it easier. So if your dog's new at this, a couple seconds. If your dog's a little bit more advanced, go for a couple minutes and then release them with that release cue to keep that in to this behavior and into this sequence your dog understands. For distance, again, beginners, I would start by having them go on the on the bed, reward them. So initially reward the behavior. You could do that because distance can get a little harder for dogs because you're going to be moving away. And God forbid you move away from your dogs. They are prone to follow you. So to make it easier in the beginning, I would first reinforce them for doing the behavior of go to place. And then to get that staying part, I would start easily like on the easier end just taking kind of rocking back not necessarily taking a huge step but just kind of rocking backwards rock back towards your dog reinforce them wait till they're done eating wait till they look back up back up at you rock back again rock forward reinforce them do that a couple times then release them and then maybe try again you can work up to a little bit more advanced, which is have them go on the bed, reward them. And then instead of the rocking, maybe you take one step back, 
pause, one step forward back to your dog, reward them, wait till they're done eating, wait till they kind of look back up at you, then take one step back, one step towards them again, reward them, rinse and repeat that a couple times, and then more advanced, of course, several steps back. So we start with rocking, then one step, then two steps, then four steps, then six steps, then the, a good goal for distance would be you can go across the room that you're in while they can still see you. Because let me tell you, going out of sight for most dogs becomes pretty hard. They're like, oh dear God, where did you go? So work your way up to that. And when you do get to like, okay, I can go across the room. My dog has no issue with this. What's next? Then try going out of sight. But again, thinking of this all in the same vein, you're going to go, let's say you reach the wall that now you're going to go around that wall and your dog's not going to see you. Go out of sight for one second and then reappear, walk back over to them calmly, reinforce them back at the bed, then release them. And then work your way up to going out of sight for two seconds, five seconds, 50 seconds, then returning back, rewarding them at the bed, and then releasing them. Now for the more difficult D, which is distractions. Dogs, this is hard for dogs, you know, distractions are hard for all of us. Working under distraction is difficult. If you're trying to read or focus on something and there's distractions, it's difficult to ignore the distractions. So we have to be patient with our dogs here, but they can do it. We just have to guide them. So as I've done with the other steps here, you're probably noticing a theme, which is we start off small and we work our way up to more difficult challenges for the dogs. You want to start off really easy and manageable. So a good beginning distraction might be, the good news about distraction really quickly is that even you doing the distance thing, like walking backwards while still facing them or turning around for a second or anything like that, if your dog has trouble with you walking away, I would walk backwards away from them so that you're still retaining eye contact with them makes it a little easier but that in and of itself I would deem as a distraction anyway so you're kind of secretly already starting on that with this which is why I usually leave distraction for the last out of these 3ds so with distractions so now you're able to kind of take a few steps away from your dog or go across the room right so once you move away from them a little bit a, a very minimal distraction might be you bend down to pretend you're tying your shoe for one second or you pick up the remote and change the channel on the tv or you walk over to your coffee table and grab a magazine or a book off your shelf or whatever and open it up for a second flip a page put it back down walk back over to your dog reinforce them wait till they're done eating it wait till they look up at you walk away again do another little ditty come back over your dog, reinforce them, then you can release them and then again, rinse and repeat or start start trialing it over again, start more trials of it. So think small in the beginning, picking stuff up, couple seconds, just like one to three seconds of a little something, pick up, uh, pick up something on your counter, look at it, ruffle a bag of chips, put it back down, walk back over. So this, that's the beginning. Obviously, working your way up to distractions, a more advanced distraction would be your dog's on their place and you walk over to an exit point. So your back door, the back patio door, the garage door, the door that leads to the garage area or even your front door. And you walk over and you start by just pretending you're going to touch the knob. 
And if your dog doesn't move, you walk back over, reward them, go back, maybe jiggle the knob, go back to them, reward them on the place, go back to the door, open, have the door be ajar just a tiny bit, close it back to your dog, work your way up to being able to open up your door, lean out of it and pretend you're talking to your neighbor. Thanks, Bob. And then close the door back to your dog. If your dog can't hold while you're pretending to do this stuff, we cannot expect them to do it when Bob's actually on the other side of the door. So this is great mock setups, if you will, of scenarios that you start small and work your way up to those real life scenarios. Finally, I just want to say, be patient, build this up over time, use your release cue, Don't put too much criteria on your dog unless you feel like they are capable. And remember, there's going to be mistakes from your part and your dog's part. You're both not pros at this yet, especially if you're new to this. So be kind to yourself as you practice this. Be kind to your dog. Practice ideally a few minutes a few times a day for best results. But just fit this in in your day-to-day when you can, when you have three minutes here, four minutes there, five-minute coffee break in between meetings, whatever you have going on. Just incorporate it a little bit into your normal routine. That'll help your dog consider it part of your normal routine. It'll make it easier for you and your dog to have it be a retained skill that they know for long-term use. And I hope this was helpful. I hope this inspires you to start working or refreshing this behavior with your dog that I use the most in my house. And it is probably one of my favorite cues of all time. And with that, I do want to do a quick shout out for anyone listening who might be interested. If you want to support this podcast and or support this podcast and our content and get exclusive benefits like one-on-one coaching with me, surprises, freebies, office hours that I'm holding now on Zoom. I have a ton of different benefits and tiers on our Patreon community who voted for this very topic for this podcast. They help support this podcast. So thank you to them. If you want to be a part of this community, definitely check it out at patreon.com slash from dusk till dog. And I am currently offering one-on-one virtual coaching sessions separately from Patreon. If you want to sign up and work with me, if you want me to teach you and your dog how to do go to place one-on-one and customize it to your needs or any other behaviors you want to work through, definitely head over to our website from dusttoldog.com slash virtual coaching and check that out. Thank you for listening to today's episode. It means the world to me that you're here. I love chatting with you. I love being able to geek out about dog stuff. Reach out to me on social media at From Dust Till Dog. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And until next time, take care and talk soon. Oh, one last thing. It's time for the legal language. This podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes and is not intended as a substitute for personally seeking the advice of a certified dog trainer, veterinary behaviorist, or any other qualified professional. And with that, I'll see you on the next episode.